Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where I help passionate entrepreneurs condense an hour of business research into 22 minutes of powerful conversations filled with knowledge, stories, and advice to help you achieve your one-year goal in 90 days. From national stages to your earbuds, I'm here to tell you that it's possible to have a profitable and sustainable business without the fear of overwhelm and uncertainty that comes with being an entrepreneur. It's all mojo and none of the fluff. It's time to get motivated in 22 minutes. Well, thank you guys for being on with us today. I'm going to just introduce you. I mean, I think we all pretty much know who Mark Victor Hansen is, and we've got Crystal with us. And we all know you from the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series. And you and your wife have just finished a book called Ask. It's your bridge from your dreams to your destiny. Oh, my goodness. And this is where we really want to get excited. So, you know, welcome to this episode and and tell us why you wrote this book and give us some insight. Well, we've traveled around the world, 80 countries, talked to something like 7 million people. And obviously, Chicken Soup, like you just mentioned, we sold a half billion books, which makes us best booksellers. But when Chris and I were traveling, what we discovered is great people everywhere that are nice, wonderful, good attitudes, educated. But the difference between those who can see a little and those who have vast cellular success is one thing and one only. And we analyzed ourselves and we checked it out at all the universities, Harvard and all of those. And then what we did is we asked 26 people, all of them come up with the same thing. One word, A-S-K to G-E-T, what you want, because you don't get what you deserve. You get what you ask for. And we said, wow, what if we wrote a book not knowing that COVID was going to happen? Our publisher is going to come to us and say, you ought to push this back to next year or something. I said, no, 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 no. Our, our whole life force energy, we've been successful for one reason. We know how to ask when we take adversity and ask ourselves, how do we turn it into advantage, which is what every listener and viewer has got to do right now, Marlo. Absolutely. No, we 100% agree with you. Okay, so what were your studies finding? I mean, so a lot of people are not asking. Why do you think, what, what's happening that we're not showing up and asking for what we want? So it's interesting because the studies show that most people have this perception. Everyone going into the study pretty much felt the same way that if they asked for help or advice or anything, basically, that people, they would be perceived as being pushy, obnoxious, or annoying. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, irritating or ignorant and uninformed, all of those things. So this perception about asking for something is really negative, people going into the study. But the studies prove the, the opposite of that, that if you are just willing to put yourself out there and ask, you know, ask for information, help, whatever it is you need, there is an 80% more likely chance you will get your request granted. So the odds are super high because people really do want to help if they can help. If they can't help, what we teach people is we've got to stop personalizing it because if someone, maybe they can't help you, you know, maybe they're just not in a position or they just don't, don't know how to help you, whatever it is. We need to stop personalizing that and understand that that's more about what's going on with them. We all tend to personalize things. We're all a little bit narcissistic, like, oh, it means they don't like me, right? Right. We talk about that and we can get a little bit deeper into that, Marla, but it's about the seven roadblocks to asking because those are really important to understand. I, I think it's also very fascinating. You know, we do, we think we're bothering people, right? And so I find that, you know, it's just that block and we just think we're not worthy of it. Why do you think that is? I mean, why do you think people just sit on the sidelines and want to ask, but they just don't? Well, what we discovered is exactly what you're asking is seven roadblocks. First one is unworthiness. So you hit the grand slam home run because all of us have some of that and we've all got to work on that. And and the point of asking is that you start what we've discovered now, having done 115 podcasts in this few months that the book came out 
is if people are getting two copies of the book, actually three, one for themselves, one for their significant other person, whether that's a mastermind partner, spouse, or church member, or whatever, business partner, and they're going through the questions and they're unveiling all the stuff where they felt unworthy and unloved and unliked and, and not okay. And number two would be naivete, and we got a story to do each one of those. Three would be obviously doubt. Four is excusology, which there's not one of us that hasn't learned how to do that, I don't think. Maybe somebody. Fear, which you know, is that old acronym, false evidence appearing is real, and we can go into this deep. Pattern paralysis, which means, you know, Einstein said, if you expect a new result and keep doing the same thing, you're crazy. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, crystal one, will handle this one, is disconnection, because so many people are unplugged and now given the, that we're all in this shutdown, which we call a cocoon, you know, we're showing you that with questions, you can break out of the cocoon, ask, and go to what our real, our destiny is to help everybody else get to Marlowe to their destiny. Absolutely. And, you know, you say we're all born with a destiny. Can you give us a more insight into what you've researched and what you have found? I mean, we're born with a destiny, but, you know, so many of us are trying to find it and unearth it. Give us your insight there. Right. Well, we all have just incredibly unique qualities, abilities, things that we love, things that all the little things, um, the things that we love to focus on, the things that light us up, just the things that we notice, all of these things, the talents, the gifts that are inside of us. We are all unique. We have these destined abilities, this this destiny that we should be reaching, but so often we give up on our own destiny. We don't see ourselves as that. It really because we're not expressing our best because we don't know how. We get caught up along the way, right? We get stuck. Bad things happen. Life is hard. It's not a straight, easy, narrow road. I mean, a lot of things happen that can shut us down. They're hurtful. They're emotionally hurtful. We have to have a tool, a mechanism to get past that because when we do, we are able to rise stronger, better, more powerful than we've ever been. We just need that, those extra tools to figure that out along the way. And we... Mark and I really decided that this is probably the most important tool that we need to have because every life transformation starts with questions. You can't get there unless you start the inquiry, unless you start to wonder, okay? And every time you pose that question, you form a question, you wonder, you start to open up to what else is there. You start to open up your entire world. And we say there are three channels through which to ask. Those are ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And each of those channels is equally important. Oh, wow. I mean, this is just absolutely fascinating. Take us through one of the chapters that you're most excited about when you're sharing Ask the book to other people. Is there anything, you know, of the seven, what framework you really know stands the tallest for your audience? I'm going to do it as a story. One of our dear friends now is a guy named Jim Stovall. He wrote a great book and made a movie, The Ultimate Gift. But Jimmy, when he was 19 years old, was big, strong, fast, going to be a, an NFL player, gets recruited. And the doctor comes back shaking his head and said, kid, I'm sorry to tell you this. Worst news I've ever given a human being. And that is six months from now, you're going to be totally forever, permanently blind. Well, now he self-incarcerates in a 9 by 12 room. He's got a radio, a television, and a telephone. He's complaining, and his parents say, look, Jimmy, you're a big guy. Get out of the blind meeting. Maybe they can help you. And it's an echo chamber of negativity, sort of like media these days, right? Which I tell you, shut that off and listen to positive stuff like your podcast, Marlo. Anyhow, 
he goes there and there's a woman sitting next to him. He says, you know, man, I used to, lady, I used to love watching TV and see somebody throw a right, right hook. Somebody ought to narrate that. She asks the pivotal question of his life, hits him in the ribs and says, Jim, you and I are somebody, we could do that. Well, long story, very, very short. They asked each other how to do it. They said, what we could do is they created narrative TV. Today, 14 million people watch it at $10 a month, one of the biggest streaming services. But as a sighted person, you wouldn't even know it exists unless you're flipping channels at a hotel and say, oh, wow, that's cool. And why can't we do it is, is a critical question of everyone because an entrepreneur finds a problem, fixes it, scales it, and makes a vast profit is what I've taught my whole business career. Jim ends up writing that book, The Ultimate Gift. I, I was sent a note. I read it. I was so blown away. I wrote, this has got to be a movie. He made $100 million with the movie. He's totally blind. And he says in, a, in our book, when we interviewed him, He's pure wisdom. I've never physically met him except by telephone, and he'll tell you the same thing. We love each other. Love All three of us love each other. But he said, I now write books I can't read, and I make movies I can't watch. What I'm saying here, Marlo, is every one of us got a problem. we got to ask our way out of it because the question is, why can't I ask myself, ask others, and ask God to ascend to your destiny? Because every one of us, back to your question, they have a destiny. And I'm going to give one other quick example. We have been very blessed to win the Horatio Algier Award, which means we came from rags to riches and excessively philanthropic. But in there, we had two guys that were mislabeled as uneducable. One is Quincy Jones, who made Michael uh, Jackson and a lot of people. Yes. And the other guy, David Foster, who made a little person named Barbara Streisand and Celine Dion and Whitney Houston. And both of them couldn't make it in school because our school system is wonderful, magnificent for a few of us. But it doesn't find destiny. Destiny is why our book was written, because we want everyone to find, I mean, I think you'd agree, these are the two best orchestrators in the world, but they got kicked out of school at 13, respectfully, and you go, wow, 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 I'm so thankful they said, get your butt out of school and go find music. Absolutely. No, there's no better person to write this. I mean, you were turned down 144 times just trying to get your book published, right? I mean, like, talk about the comeback story. So as you describe their success, Listen to that right there. I mean, give us your own personal two cents on that. Well, when Jack and I wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, I wrote The Wild wow, Business Plan, and I didn't interview all the, I interviewed 101 best-selling fiction, nonfiction authors. I didn't ask them how to write. All deference, I got a lot of critics, but I thought I knew how to write. So I asked them, how did you guys, ladies and gentlemen, like everyone from Dr. Scott Peck to, to Wayne Dyer to to Barbara DeAndos, how did you sell so many books? How did you market? And I put that in a plan. And we went to all these publishers and I had such big goals. I'm going to sell a billion books during my lifetime. Now I'm 73 yesterday. So I plan on living to be 127 with options for renewal, right? The point is, if you're going to live long and prosper, why not do something great? Because you've got a destiny and you're not here to retire to do nothing. The Bible would say, Genesis 128, you're here for two reasons, create and contribute. Right? If you made the image and likeness of God, that's what he did, big H. And that's what you and I are here doing. That's why we believe you got to ask yourself, what is it I could do if I had that most sensational life ever? Wow, that's phenomenal. How did you keep yourself going, though? I mean, 144 times, most people listening to that would throw in the towel. They wouldn't see the light. You did. What kept you in the perseverance of that? Two things. Number one is I've been selling. I was born in Illinois, not far from you in Iowa. And I sold more Christmas cards than anybody at, at nine years old. So I'm, I'm used to rejection. I just go, and we say the four-letter word is N-E-X-D, next. And then, and then number two is that 
Dr. Canfield, Jack Canfield, and I were doing these seminars all over the world. He was in education. I was doing business seminars and still am. We still are. And and uh, and loving it. It, it. Now we're doing them by podcast and Zoom. But, you know, we're about to open up the world again, I believe, to have physical meetings, which we are excited about. Anyhow, people kept saying, that is the most fantastic story I've ever heard. you got to put it in a book. So we put it in a book. And then still 144 publishers actually said, hit the road, Jack. I said, but I'm a nice guy. <laughs> 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 a little house to take us if we'd sell 20,000 copies at six bucks each. And I said, look, Jack said, I don't know if we can do that. I said, don't, you don't do it. I'll do it. I'm really, I love selling and marketing. So I'll figure it out. And, and we just made ourselves impervious, just like Edison did for the light bulb. Can I Absolutely. add a little story to that? That's Crystal, book? please. Yes. So Charlie Green writes a, right. a story right at the time we were writing this book. And he said, I just, you, you haven't ever heard the story from me, but I'll never forget it. He said, I was, um, before chicken soup was ever made, uh, Mark came to our church. He was at a mega church speaking in the Midwest. And he goes, I I got to attend the meeting. And he goes, Mark did such an amazing job. He stood up and he, you know, he just gave us so much inspiration and value that day. We were all just mesmerized by him. And then at the end of it, Mark stands up and he waves this manuscript around and he goes, okay, I'm going to ask you all to do something for me now. He's like, this is my new book and I'm trying to get a publisher. And he goes, we can't, we haven't been able to get a publisher yet, but I'm going to ask you all to pray for me now that I'm going to get a publisher and sell a million books. And so everybody stood up. They're like, yeah, Mark, we're going to pray for you. So they all stood up and prayed that this book would get a publisher and sell a million copies. And then Charlie goes, Mark continued to ask. He said, now I'm going to ask for one more thing. I've got these order forms and I'm going to ask you to put your credit card down and buy a book, even though it's not done yet. And I promise you, when we get the book, I'll run your card and I'll send you the book. And Charlie goes, I'll be darned if everyone in the audience did put their credit card down before a book that didn't exist. And he goes, Margaret's just the most bold asker I have ever seen. And so, and he is, I mean, he just keeps asking when he knows something is good. It's like, why not keep asking? And so it's just a great lesson for all of us. Keep asking because what you're asking is good. There's nothing bad. Don't get shut down. I mean, the fear it, you know, sometimes you just have to step on your fear with courage. And I have a, another great story that's in the book about that. But um, yeah, it's just super important. So you're the master of the ask. I mean, this has been something that is in your bloodline, right? And so you, you've had that, that fearlessness about you and, and you're bringing that book forward. I mean, the, is there anything else special that you want our audience to listen to as we're coming into the close of this? Is there anything that you want to wrap this up with so we can understand just the value that this book is bringing everyone in the world? Absolutely. We were going to ask, there's a big ask, but don't buy one book. Don't buy two, but buy three. And this was told to us by a lot of these podcasters. Buy one for you and whoever your mastermind partner is, your spouse or sweetheart or your church member or business partner. But buy the third one and give it to the library because libraries, unfortunately, are closed down and broke. They want our book. 16,000 libraries in America say, we want your book. Well, I haven't got enough money to give 16,000 away, but if everybody just gives one away, you know, we'll have libraries and people will be able to get them because they can't get them. And I, we're going, oh my gosh. And then, you know, we got the other day, Crystal got, uh, we read through 121 letters in a day. You want to tell what happened? No, it's just, we're getting so many letters, you know, we're thankful we went ahead and released this book in the middle of a pandemic because it is helping people so dramatically there. You know, we're getting letters like I had completely lost hope and I didn't have a way out of it. And I started following the asking journey in this book and it has completely 
changed my my life. You know, I feel like my world has lit up again, you know, because they're in darkness. A lot of people have felt a lot of darkness during this time. So please get the book for yourself. And if you know someone who's hurting, get it for them. And also we want to tell you, we're doing a, a free book club. We want to bring people further into this asking journey and support people. So after you get your book, go to askthebookclub.com, get the book on Amazon, and then go to askthebookclub.com and join us. We'll send you an invitation and let's keep moving our journeys forward together. Mm. What a beautiful segment. This is so fascinating. And thank you so much for your time, Crystal and Mark Victor. This is just phenomenal. And I am so blessed to have you and much success to you with this whole thing. Is there you know, any other way that you want to specifically to reach out or connect to one of the courses that you're teaching? Is there anything there? Yeah, we'd love them to go to uh, each of our respective websites. We'll give you a free book if you do. But mine is called markvictorhansen.com, H-A-N-S-E-N, the Danish way. And hers is crystalvisionlife.com. And we have some free resources there. And uh, Mark's book course is on his, a lot of people are wanting to become authors now. He's got his book course there. You can check it out there. And um, it's a powerful course. We're getting amazing feedback from it. And actually, book sales are up by 30% now. So it's a good time to become an author. So yeah, and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all the above, Crystal Dwyer Hansen and Mark Victor Hansen. We love hearing from you. That's fantastic. Oh, well, this is such a blessing. 2021 is just a whole new chapter. So ask for what you want. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Marlo. Thank you, Marlo. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach passionate entrepreneurs like you to achieve complete confidence and clarity to reach your one-year goal in 90 days. Learn how you can get more done in less time with my number one proven formula for consistency and clarity. Simply go to go.marlohiggins.com to download. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo.